spiritual protectors, energy beings who have already made the walk through the human experience and understand the unity in the many appearances. So in the native tradition, we call them allies, spiritual friends. They can be frightening in appearance when the mind constructs a very strong cage, or they can appear like a bird flying through the sky, reminding us of our own ability to soar. These wise protectors, in a sense, they are guardians and also reflections of our own mind. During this process of dissolution and desolation of the ego's foothold in the appearances of now, these wise protectors sustain us and reveal to us, yes, wisdom is indeed our natural state. And while you are swimming individually, you are part of a school swimming in the field of wisdom. Who is this individual that we call self? When we examine this being, it is clear it is in relationship with others. And that which we call I is born of someone else. And beyond time, as we trace all our mothers, we find ourselves standing in empty space. The dilemma of the exploring alchemist is to recall the dance is occurring and reoccurring within a recursive song, a loop of communication, experience of the I not separate from the dance of the universe. Through the natal center, we were nurtured in utero. And through the naval center, we recognize the support of the elements. And also, we may see the locks that have been placed upon our clear perception. Such locks, they may be based upon fear, ignorance, doubt, grasping, or pushing away. As we contemplate the preciousness of life and joyfully revel in the universal flow, the energy of compassion and understanding arise. Mother wisdom, our natural state, Father skillful action, the cohesive dance within each of us. To bring mother and father together into our heart and through to the wisdom eye that we may see clearly the patterns that are woven with our thought, speech, and action and the interdependence of self and all beings. This is the alchemical process 
of heat arising. The heat, it burns away confusion. The heat, it reveals that even in the depths of despair, ignorance, or illness, there is a jewel to be found. An ancient way of looking at alchemy was to turn base metals to gold. In a sense, the human being, our chemical process, is turning the appearance of ignorance into the awakened, clear light of mind seeing things as they are. The dance of appearances, mother wisdom, father skill, inspired by the call to ease suffering, to stand away from the place of confusion. One moment. What is the place of confusion? It is forgetting that love is a cohesive field and that we ourselves are not separate from it. Through the dance of appearances arising, recognizing suffering is experienced by self and others, there arises a commitment to see what is true, what is real, and what is the medicine that alleviates this suffering. This is the trampoline, the question of how to ameliorate the experience of separation. Compassion arises for self and others as this compassion arises, beginning to melt conceptualizations of them and us and taking responsibility for the projections we express into the world. So what are projections? The thirst is to think that I exist alone and to think that others are not in relationship with you and the field of loving energy. So this illusion falls away we consider all those who have supported us, all those who have been our parents. This is the first step in understanding we do not exist alone. From space we've come through myriad forms and the open wisdom of compassion is continuously revealed, yet when attention is placed in the small view of the dance of individuation, we may forget we are united with it all, and the suffering arises through not understanding that our minds contribute to what is going on within and around us. So the alchemist begins the process of pacifying the inner conflict of them, us. 
the alchemist pacifies any conflict with family of origin, understanding that we have all invited ourselves to the dance ground. Pacifying confusion means to recognize what we can be sure of. So we take note of the pulse beat of our own heart and consider that it beats in resonance with the earth's field and with the pulse beat of myriad universes. This brings a understanding that we are united through vibration and frequency and thus prepares the ground of purifying our view, our speech and action so that we may energize what appears as an ideal outside of us, which is actually the jewels and the elixir within us. How do we do this? Through breathing practice, through exercise, and most importantly, through offerings of prayer that all beings may find their way to the shore free from illusion. And we observe the display of emotions arising within our own nature, and we see the antidote within that appearance. So nothing to run from, nothing to hide from, fear, anger, doubt, confusion, as they appear, the wise practitioner considers that hidden within such appearances is a jewel of wisdom. So the alchemist does not run. The wisdom being understands all appearances are but a dream, and we are integrating our understanding of this dream through pacifying the appearance of separation through the kindness of appreciation and purifying the confused states by applying antidotes that we may see clearly hidden within the appearance of confusion jewels and skillful methods. The solar plexus, instinct to survive, many of the conditioned views and the call to preserve the preciousness of life are stored here. Even experiences of our early lives are stored here. In the alchemist process, the wisdom child that each one has been born as is reawakened from slumber and shown clearly that all is safe. How is the ground made safe? By spreading a net of compassion, by recognizing the ground cover of support, and establishing the tent of an illuminated rainbow body that we may experience joy 
and understands that wisdom is within. So in these times, we recognize aggression in many forms, confusion expressed, and yet the heart of wisdom reveals to us what is true, echoing within each person's heart is understanding of all that is, that which we aspire to, the icons that call us to be better people, the ideal of Christianity, Buddhism, Islam, Native American way, all these ideals and that awakened appearance is already within. So we polish the heart with a song of appreciation and the dedication to be all that we've come here to be. And then we make the commitment through our speech and action to energize those thoughts and words which are liberating and to pull from the tapestry of our lives such words and thoughts which are separating and debilitating. This is a practice in itself. And ultimately, as the voice is made clear, as the thoughts of confusion are replaced with the memory of aha, this we understand, this we know for sure, then the eye of penetrating wisdom opens and reviews the pathways of the dream arising. Who are the allies in the native way? Spiritual friends, even wise beings who have gone on before. They reflect to us the wisdom potential within our own nature. In the process of transmutation, in the dance of the alchemist, there is the bringing of warmth of compassion to the crown of the head. A complete circle acknowledging the flow of energy from many realms. The stars above are also the stars within. And we observe this dynamic dance. And we also choose to be beings of love, beings of compassion. Here we are now in this very moment, experiencing continuously cascading waves of grace. Blessings continuously flow and offering appreciation to these wisdom beings. It's nurturing the wisdom being that is at the seed of our very heart. So the dance of transformation the alchemist process is the dance of life, and the alchemist chooses to see each experience as opportunity, nurturing 
the jewel of wisdom within, magnetizing that wisdom seed that is the luminous space within our hearts, energizing its appearance through cultivating right action. Here we are right now. Let us not be confused by the drama. Let us recognize that the display has hidden within it truth. Let us choose to energize what is liberating. Having the gift of the human body, the alchemical process beyond the stomach's turning food to energy, the alchemical process is each of us turning confused states into compassionate action that benefits all beings in the dance of life. I invite you in this moment just to think of an aha, direct experience, a sense of being united with the field of life. Can you recall it? Perhaps when you learned to swim or ride a bike or danced in the rain. Remember that moment of equilibrium and ease. moment is a gateway to seeing things as they are. How wonderful. You can learn something about the archetypes that guide you by observing or reading the work of Carl Gustav Jung and also the lives of saints of the past. Crazy wisdom, those who decide to empty their mind of ordinary view in their aspiration for union. Union with the wisdom within. Know there to go just to be. How wonderful. And this concludes the lecture part of our conversation. May all beings benefit. May your natural wisdom continuously be revealed. Thank you so much, Venerable. What a, well, a perfect and beautiful teaching for us to receive at this time. And anyone who would like to raise their hand and ask a question, if you're on the phone, 
it's star two to raise your hand. And if you're listening online, you can type a question in the question box there. So anyone who has a question, star two to raise your hand, or you can type a question in. And since no one has asked a question yet, uh, I well, I always have a question, and one is, I'm I'm very interested in what you were saying about vitality and karmic propensities, and uh, now seems like such a time that every human being I know needs all their wits and resources about them to navigate the energies of this time. So having increased vitality mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually seems critical to everyone right now. And uh, one of the things is I wonder if you could speak to someone who feels just so completely uh, lacking in vitality, uh, what would be the number one thing that they could do to increase that vitality? Speaking of vitality uh, in three different ways, the first as the inherited uh, propensities and capacities of the body, and then secondly as the uh, emotional um, constraints or energizers uh, placed upon that vitality, mm. and then Thirdly, the harmonization and integration of that vitality through recognizing the connection with a, a field of energy that has no limitation. Mm. So uh, in terms of inherited vitality, one uh, learns to eat properly to uh, nurture their body-mind, and particularly their body type. And it is often not the food you grew up with. So mm -hmm. the first level is uh, nurturing the body now as you would the seed of a precious and tender tree that you know will bring an abundant harvest as it grows. And so in the process of physically revitalizing, there is also the purifying or removal of obstacles to receiving the vitality in, that is available in the field. And so uh, Periods of purifying diets are important, and most important is purifying one's own view, choosing an ideal, and uh, like a, a chemist, uh, studiously exploring that ideal and testing the results. So this can be done through replacing the arising appearance of a certain 
experience or view, replacing it with the ideal you aspire to. Then, um, through breathing, stretching, exercises, and herbs and acupuncture, then one may restore the physical vitality of the body. The vitality of the mind, also nurtured by the air, and energized or constrained by one's view and speech. So to cultivate the speech that is uplifting and uh, placing attention on those appearances of beauty, uh, this begins the restoration of the mind's harmony. And there is the support of the heaven realms. And people experience this as grace and appreciation for that grace and run through spiritual exercises integrates within the body-mind the unhindered intelligence of the stars above and remembrance of our natural state. And this is spiritual practice integrated with physical practice. And in this time, we are receiving uh, enhanced energies. Our solar system, our galaxy, is moving through a band of intensified energy. And the sun herself is generating uh, particles that are new, not seen before, different types of neutrinos that permeate all matter move through stone, steel, lead. And the speed and the frequency of these new particles are also speeding up the outer electron rings in our own atoms, calling us to tune up. Some experience the tune-up uh, as anxiety, or need for more sleep or not sleeping. Uh, it is a galactic process. The earth is growing and we are called to grow. Like a musician singing a song and then transposing it into another key, we are transposing ourselves into the fifth dimension a key that takes us into realms of uh, greater subtlety and revelation of the power of our speech and action to shape what we see arising. In the past, it was thought that matter ruled and humans were confined by matter. Now it is clear through many quantum studies that our minds instantaneously affect the flow of information upon photons, electrons, and subatomic particles. 
So with this in mind, let us observe the information that is carried on the light and mm -hmm. also understand that um, the sun herself in, the, in a greater energetic state also, like the Earth's brother, is impacted. Our own physical meridians are impacted. So things that were um, physically supportive in the past may not presently be as supportive. So take note of what the body-mind is calling for. And most importantly, find spaces to be free of the, the sense of electronic um, hypnotism. So that we see clearly things as they are, rather than uh, magnetizing uh, constructed views that may not be fully liberating or supportive of all beings. Well, thank you. Oh, my goodness. And I wonder... Uh, Oh, Shan's got a question. Wonderful. All right, Shan, here we go. Being venerable, uh, what a beautiful, beautiful teaching. Thank you so much. And um, from this, I've been really interested in the alchemical process of the mother-father energies unifying. And I was wondering, how do you know when the mother-father wisdom within is unifying, and is that at this time more accelerated, as you were speaking about before? Um, and I was also curious if that's part of the transfiguration process, when they call transfiguration. Um, first, the mother-father wisdom within are referring to the spiraling energies of forms arising and experienced within the body as uh, ascending and descending currents of energy. And the mother and father meet within our heart when we cultivate compassion and energize dedication to liberate oneself and others from the confinement of Mara's illusion. And then this dance is experienced similar to the experience of Kundalini, yet um, far more subtle and encompassing through a sweeping away in the pathways of the body of the dross of confusion and conditioned view and can be experienced as shaking or um, heat. Uh, the phenomena are not to be held on to. What is important is that the eye of penetrating insight is awakened and sees clearly the dance of forms arising. 
transfiguration is to see the ordinary revealed in its lustrous heavenly state not separate from. In a sense, it is like the rainbow body. So when the appearances of I separate from the dance dissolves into the elements display, the rainbow body is revealed. And so thinking there is a an illumination that is expressed through the rainbow body that is uh, similar to transfiguration. What is transfigured? The ordinary into the recognition of the light, the wisdom, the mystery of things as they are. Mm-hmm. Does that answer your question, Shan? Yes, it's very deep. So thank you so much, Venerable. You're welcome. And anyone can raise their hand with a star two, or you can type a question in for Venerable. And I am going to ask a follow-up question. You talked about this movement from, uh, well, to five, the five-dimensional awareness. So in this movement from 3D to 5D, can you give us more uh, insight as to how to comprehend that alchemy that's happening. Can you speak a bit more about that? Yes, and how it applies of, to our practical experience. Well, some of the signs of that of forays into the awareness of fifth dimensions is a, a sense of seeing light around uh, objects or seeing uh, things moving through the corner of your eyes and feeding, hearing the condition of others, including uh, planetary life um, itself. So one example that's easily understood is the deja vu experience. Uh, Some part of being has experienced the situation and then uh, in ordinary time-space mind view, it appears like, oh, I've been here before. And in this moment, we are there every moment. For someone who this might be the conversation about different dimensional experiences might be more new, I wonder if you could explain a little bit more about the difference perhaps between the third dimensional view and the fifth dimensional view 
in terms of mindset? Well, in ordinary view that we can say encompasses third and fourth dimension, we think that uh, we are moved by situations and that the condition of the view is static. Uh, so this makes for a recursive loop of repetitive action. Um, examining nature, learning about matter, has been a step in our exploration of forms arising. And now we are recognizing that what appears as solid is ultimately empty, more space than matter. And understanding this, it becomes clear that there are instantaneously bursts of information that flow through the, the energy of life um, that humans instinctively uh, pick up all around the world. And this has certainly been acknowledged by uh, mm -hmm. many different scientific studies, like at Princeton, when there are large events, there are spikes in uh, global attention. So on the subtle levels, we understand the waves, and this understanding of the waves of potential is uh, akin to the recognition of our unity in the field of information. So how is it that in an instant, information can be revealed from one part of the world to another? So it is uh, energy that is not confined by time and moves faster than the speed of light. It's instantaneous, which indicates that we are uh, instantly united. Mm -hmm. And so this awareness of the view of the observer impacting the result is very clearly scientifically documented. And in older cultures, we chose to energize the good we would say, acts like a mean person, not a, we wouldn't fix them as a mean person. Or on a side of uncertainty, people created charms against the evil eye or negative view. Because uh, in the heart, people understood that uh, energy is conveyed from one being to another. And so not understanding the full mechanisms of emptiness, warding off charms were created. Mm. So 
in this time, uh, through the Perhaps it began with uh, the, the positive thinking movement uh, and uh, the church of Norma Baker Eady, where it became clear that one's consciousness has a large part to play in one's health and or recovery from lack of health. So speaking of the fifth dimension, it is uh, akin to an old idea of sea of energy, or sometimes referred to as ether, or cosmic energy, and that in a flash, we communicate, and it is through the ideation of self as separate that um, the information is not fully heard, mm-hmm. yet it is still flowing, mm. and all beings are touched by it, thus the importance of uh, choosing to energize thought, word, and action that is um, energizing and liberating. So I'm also hearing in that that so you're, you're always consistent in reminding us that we are not at all separate from wisdom, and so what I'm hearing is that we don't have to labor to understand and figure things out. That we have access to that eternal, infinite wisdom, and we can allow our mind to open and give us the very best, most loving, most expanded answer to whatever our quandary is in the moment or question. Yes, by settling in to the heart's awareness, we see the answers arise. So that's that's the technique, settling into the heart's awareness. Yes. Often one may think that the divine, the awakened state, is far away. Mm. And when thinking that, we can um, contemplate the symbols of that awakened state and draw them to our hearts, thus revealing that wisdom is our natural state. So there is a process. Mm. For some, it's never lost. It's always there, the awareness Mm. of their unity. And for others, it is a recalling and a reading from the garden of mind, uh, those thought forms and belief structures that occlude the clear perception. And so this becomes the importance of spiritual practice. So we say pacifying 
the conflict of the illusory separation, which is causing suffering, and then purifying the view, the belief. So the purification process dissolves the concepts or the dross, revealing within the illuminated jewel of wisdom. And we then purify our speech and energize that awareness by placing attention on the awakened potential, the possibilities that we choose. Like some people are very gifted in uh, manifesting. They are manifesting abundance, manifesting joy, um, good relationships. That ability to manifest is the result of understanding the power of thought, speech, and action, and uh, a commitment to energize what is liberating. Then there is the process of seeing things as they are. Uh, and it is the drawing of mother and father through the heart's compassion, through the voice of invitation to the crown of awareness, a circle of understanding that we are not separate. Then there is uh, the alchemical process of discerning what thoughts and beliefs and actions um, become like a cloud obscuring the light within, so it is seen clearly we are dreaming together and choosing to energize what is awakening and joyful. <laughs> and so the the words penetrating insight is to see the display and know that even within the display it is not separate <laughs> from the field of open awareness. I'd like to remind everybody, star two, to raise your hand if you'd like to ask Venerable a question or you can type something in. And Venerable, oh, we, great, we've got somebody raising their hand here. I'm not sure who it is. There's no information, so. Go ahead. Hi, it's Molly. Um, hi, hi, Venerable. Hi, Jennifer. Um, I have a question about bioresonance and prayers for the earth. Um, so, Venerable, you've offered the beautiful water practice um, for us to be able to assist with areas um, of drought and also the reminder of our own pristine nature. And I was wondering, um, could you please share, are there any specific prayers 
so that we can assist the earth and its tectonic plates to grow with ease? Yes. Uh, with the prayers for water, then there is a layer of appreciation for the earth's expansion and the secret flows of water that flow deep within the earth, conveying the message of the first song arising. We make offerings to that deep, clear water, which in a sense holds uh, the tune, the original tune of this dimension. So just as we see water spiraling in the stream, water also spirals within the earth. And those spiraling energies, they are similar to the movement of matter through space. The gases also create and move in the same patterns. So observing the song, of the water deep within the earth and sending appreciation for the gift of life and acknowledging that our consciousness as humans grow and we dedicate our activity to all beings recalling that pristine aware state is another layer of the water practice. And there are people, just as there are uh, in some places, people who can bring the rain with their prayers. One incarnation of the Kramapa uh, to alleviate a drought in, uh, I think it was eastern Tibet. He asked to have water and he sat in a tub and bathed himself and then waters came to the place where it was needed. So our consciousness is a bridge between the appearance and the possibility. And viewing the earth alive and expanding through the increased energy flows with grace we also invite the earth herself to resonate with the song of harmony. So when we constrict as human beings or constrict with fear, it has an impact, of course, on our pulse and circulation and the circulation within the planet. So there are some who understand uh, these dances and uh, ameliorate uh, what could be uh, great dissonance uh, into gentle pulsing. I'll give an example. 
in the 70s, um, there was a, a serious potential for uh, Japan and the West Coast uh, to be uh, shaken terribly. And there were uh, Shinto priests who came to visit Hopi elders. And uh, together, they made prayers. And uh, it changed up a possible future. And in the same way, uh, we energize the future by our actions in the present. Another example, and it also relates to the skill of certain practitioners. Uh, many years ago, we wanted to bring uh, Grandfather David and other elders into the United Nations. Uh, it was a treaty council, Native American treaty council endeavor. And there were also um, Japanese Shinto priests there. And the guards would not let us in the gates or through the gates to enter the United Nations uh, area. And the Shinto priests, I saw them folding pieces of paper. They looked like long accordions. And they lit them, and the next thing I knew, we were all inside the gates. So they understood something about space and time. And that potential is perhaps in everyone. What do we choose to energize? What is the future that we are creating as a human family? Is that helpful, Molly? Very helpful. Thank you so much, Venerable. So anyone can ask a question with a star two, raising your hand or type a question in if you're listening online. And so what what your share? Oh, here we go. Kazi is raising her hand. Go ahead. Jennifer and Jennifer. Thank you. Hello. Hi. A follow-up kind of on Molly's question, I think the answer is, is choosing what we energize, but what continues to happen also around the earth is that there's a lot of contamination, like into the waters and to the earth and everything, and I guess if the best way to help heal the earth around that is to just what choose what we energize, or can you speak about that? Yes, there, certainly we can take care not to poison our water, we can take care not to poison our minds. And when the ignorance of confusion and poison is running rampant, then let us apply the antidotes immediately. Um, the best medicine is not to cause harm to the earth and each other, and when through ignorance it has occurred, 
then let us apply methods of remediation. Some methods that may be helpful in precipitating or transforming poisons have to do with sacred geometry, sacred shapes that um, change the structure of, or at least in the ideal as they're taught, change the, the structure of the contaminants. So better not to poison at all when ignorance has poisoned the water or the earth than to apply the remedies. The remedies can be, some are chemical antidotes and the greatest remedies are those which transmute and transform, including sound waves. Okay, that's helpful. Because um, this is something that, I mean, I live in New Mexico, and recently in the Four Corners, the EPA released 3 million gallons of, chem of metallic contamination into the animus. Yes. Um, so it, I was it, thinking about that specifically, I mean, but uh, in general as well, so. Yes. Um, interesting, the river is called the animus. Yes. Well, it, that animus is also the feminine principle. Uh, I... Hmm. When you think of the internal flows of the human body, uh, animus is the, the feminine expression. Uh, purifying water of heavy metals, uh, I'm sure that would take extraordinary filters. Yeah. Now what to do is to Transmute that energy. What will bind those heavy metals so they are not in, incorporated into living structures? Uh, yeah, as the human family, uh, forgetfulness of our interdependence is made clear in errors with the water and the air. First step, we make correction in our hearts and appreciation and energize the appropriate antidotes uh, arising and the awakening of the mind's understanding of our interconnectedness. That's helpful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So anyone can ask a question, star two, to raise your hand or type a question in.
Well, I have a question going back to the earlier conversation. And in terms of this alchemist dance and the internal dance of transmutation, is there anyone who might be listening to this class today who couldn't accomplish their aspirations to be free if they truly put their attention on that and focused on it? Certainly the potential is within every human being. And the energy required to remember uh, is uh, according to their view and the adhesions of limitation. And such adhesions may be dissolved through spiritual practice and physical care and mindfulness. Some it is a little easier and still the capacity is within all. Thank you. Any final questions for Venerable? Start to to raise your hand. You can type a question in. I heard one that <laughs> in the air, and it is a question about um, psychological suffering than some people are experiencing uh, extreme depression or uh, have been gravely wounded uh, body, spirit, mind. How can they be helped? In a sense, like a child uh, being bathed and uh, fed the tender care of a, um, a skillful therapist can be an incredible support. Mm. To create a safe basket that one can unwind uh, the threads of confusion may require more than just oneself. It may call for the basket of skillful means. Spiritual practice helps and uh, deep emotional unwinding and rebirthing is very important. Mm. Thank you. And Carol has written in a question. She asks, how will the upcoming shift into the fifth dimension consciousness affect those that are not aware this shift is coming? 
Well, as a child, when I would ask these questions to my grandparents, because they said I would live in these times, that those who do not know will be in a basket contained in a larger basket of those who do. Mm. That no one is left out, their frame of reference may be smaller, yet they are still part of the whole. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is very important in terms of uh, observing constructed uh, belief systems. So, uh, Constructed belief systems such as um, not enough space on earth or not enough ability to grow, uh, that is a limiting concept constructed for the purpose of limitation and or control arising from fear of full integration. And uh, as such, like a a child in the classroom may look at pictures in a book and get an idea of faraway places that are in the classroom. And a distinction of fifth-dimensional awareness that in the classroom looking at the book also aware of time, space, place, and experience that is described in the book. Mm. No one is left behind, and the limitations that we experience are simply a projection of our thoughts and beliefs. And also experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and so we learn, we study, we stretch, mm-hmm. we grow. That is the alchemist dance I hear. <laughs> uh, yes. In a in a uh, a cohesive short form. Well, we've come to the uh, end of our class time here, Venerable, and uh, I, I would like to leave the long life prayer after you complete. Thank you. May all beings in this and all worlds realize their natural wisdom state. May all make their way to the shore free from illusion. And experience joy, 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 and more joy. Mm-hmm. Great lady of the Buddha families who holds the secret Vajrayana in the lotus grove of the teachings of the practice lineage, you are the glory of the Buddha's teachings and of. Oh. Oops, Molly, help me out. I'm sorry.
Molly, are you there? Can you join with me? Great lady. The families who hold the secret Vajrayana in the lotus grove of the teachings of the practice lineage. You are the glory of the Buddha's teachings and ascension teachings. Blessed of the Vajra Dakini. May your life, the honey Oahu, ever remain firm and lawful. Wado. Wado. Seeing you in the light of clear awareness. <laughs>